Hey, Ben. Hey, Dusty. It's Jamie, not Ben. Oh. That's the best news I've heard all day. Take this outfit home, and you burn it. Look at here, look at here. Bobby Knight just threw his chair. Clear across the free throw lane. Artestis jumped over the scorer's table and is trying to get down to the bench. Artestis in the stands. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. There's too much money in my fucking hand. I can't hear you. <laughs> All right, welcome in, folks, to yet another edition of Fantasy Millionaires. Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am not Ben Sager. I'm Jamie Flynn. And alongside me, as always, Dusty Martin. Dusty, it's good to be back on a podcast with you, my friend. How's everything going? Things are great, Jamie. This is this is so exciting. I've really missed you since football season. And, you know, it's just kind of been Ben and I grinding. So this is really fun to have a fresh face in here, fresh perspective. How have you been? I've been great. Uh, I've been home recently enjoying uh, the fruits of Oregon and uh, getting ready to leave the country for a little while. So that's going to be exciting. Um, I am also very excited to start talking about fantasy sports once again, um, especially, you know, be- being somebody who talks about it all the time off the air, being on air and being able to talk about it is a great thing. And then I look over and I look up and I go, wow, there's a game that has a 222 point over under, and there's a couple of them on the slate. And that's kind of a, some tasty news. In my opinion, I want to see a lot of scoring and I want to see a lot of scoring out of the fantasy millionaires basketball lineup for tonight, Wednesday. Yeah, that is the beauty of basketball. There's a lot of points to go around. The NBA is not very interested in defense these days, which is good for guys like us. Uh, It was especially good for our boy Ben Sager last week when he placed third in a 30,000-person contest. What were your thoughts when you heard that Ben almost took down that tournament? So this is kind of going to be my first take of the podcast. And for those people that listen to the podcast we did throughout the football season they'll understand that my takes kind of sometimes take a little bit of explaining to do so (laughs) what i'm going to talk about here is ben's pure addiction and this kind of just cemented the whole thing dust in my opinion because i remember when i was a 10 year old kid and my dad took me and i was falling asleep at like 10 11 o'clock at night uh picking players for a fantasy football season long and then at the end, winning the whole thing, that's kind of when I was cemented into being an addict as far as fantasy sports are concerned. So that first really big win. And that's what just happened to Ben. And so I'm going to tell either DraftKings or Ben to watch out. I'm hoping DraftKings, but Ben has got to watch his pockets here moving forward. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, we all know Ben. The listeners know Ben. Guy loves to gamble definitely winning or coming so close to winning doesn't help in the long term but whatever we're good friends we're here to support each other's addictions that's really what friends oh, yeah. are for uh, i mean you and i we're hook line and sinker as well no doubt and uh i love that he jumped the gun that's the best part about <laughs> yeah. the whole thing yeah. i absolutely loved it. i would have it's the ballsiest thing and i i i that's the thing i appreciate probably about the entire thing 
but, is that he jumped the gun and, and was just like, I got first, and then I got second, and then no, I got third. On a stat like, correction. Oh. On a stat correction, and <laughs> you still you're still winning 375 times what you put into that tournament, and it's just like, yeah, that's awesome. No. But like, that's what you get to bitch about when you're when you're making millions, like we are. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I'm a little don't tell him, but I'm a little glad he didn't get first place because I want one of our podcast lineups whatever sport it may be to be the first one to take down a tournament and if ben getting first by himself like i think you and i would be we'd be like happy for him but we'd be a little bummed that we weren't getting a piece of that we would have never heard the end of it that's oh god kind of kind of like number one overall seed virginia number one seed in the bracket the first time going down to a number 16 seed in the NCAA tournament. Oh, God. March Madness kind of took over that NBA weekend. We have lots of NBA to talk about here as we move forward in the podcast, but we have to talk about this talking point as far as March is concerned. The Retrievers, out of Maryland, Baltimore County, they take down Virginia. What, what was your kind of your feeling on that? I felt really early in the second half that that was for sure going to happen. I just felt stupid. Like, I... <laughs> I had Virginia winning it all. I I'll be honest, I didn't. I, I'm not a college basketball guy. I've I've gone in and out of it through the years, but this year especially, I was out. So I'm not going to sit here and say I picked Virginia for any reason other than I had heard good things about them. But I'm in a 47 person um, bracket pool right now, and I'm in 46th place, and I have like one team left, and they're in the going into the Sweet 16. It's been unbelievably pathetic, but. From a sports fan perspective, very fun to watch. I cannot believe how bad Virginia looked. Shocking to me that they were ever a number one seed. College basketball, man, that's what you get when you let a bunch of teenagers play high-stakes basketball. They just pandemonium. It, it, it literally is. It, it was so cool. Made me feel dumb as well. I also had Virginia in my bracket dust, so got you there. I just was kind of I fell into this this classic trap that always happens. You hear about a team that plays great defense, they're going to shut down teams, they're going to be good, they're they're rated high. And I didn't follow Virginia very much. I was following the Pac-12 a lot this year back on the back on the West Coast for this college basketball season and the Pac-12 was obviously garbage um, along with Arizona and that horrible defeat to Buffalo, but I just threw Virginia in there cuz I was like, you know, no way they're going to they're not going to at least get out of that bracket. Um, and no way they're going to lose to a number 16 seed. But Jeez. I'm really glad that at my expense and your expense, we got to see it happen. I will forever remember it wasn't, where I was. It wasn't even like an exciting game. It sucked to 0%. watch. 0%. It was a horrible basketball game. It was like that uh, the Kansas State um, – there, there was another really bad game. It was Kansas State. I forget who they were playing, and they literally couldn't score. Like the first half score was like tw- in the 20s, and then the second half was not – it was like 40 – Maybe to fifty, and like it was just yeah. it, they were just missing, and it was garbage. That's but uh, that's why we're NBA guys here. We like to direct the conversation exactly. back to what we know. Let's not fall in the trap of talking about things we don't know. We're NBA guys. No, we won't. We are talking about NBA. Dusty, I think we should talk a little bit about the whole LeBron thing that you brought up this last week. And I don't know if we should do that later. If we should throw some, of, you want to go through some of your picks first. Uh, where do we want to take this podcast? Sure, let's go through some picks, and then when we get to the position of small forward, we can talk about LeBron James. Let's get some guards going. Okay. Let's get some guards going on this slate. Full disclaimer for me, 
I'm kind of just the ringer as far as a moderator is concerned, being brought in by ASCAT Sports and by Fantasy Millionaires Daily Fantasy Basketball Podcast to help Dusty out here with Ben being away. So, Dust, the point guard position, from what I understand, you guys like to do a value pick and one that's kind of on the higher side of the board. What do you got for me as far as value is concerned at the point guard position? Starting with value, and this is such an interesting time in the NBA, Jamie, because there are just some teams trying so, so hard to lose games, and it's honestly admirable, but that just means there's so much value to go around. And the first team that you got to look at is the Memphis Grizzlies, and the point guard that I'm looking at here is Wayne Seldon Jr. Wayne has got seen a minutes uptake up to 22 and 24 in his past two games, a price of 3500 and he's averaging 25 fantasy points per game in those past two games. That is demolishing value. He's got an interesting matchup against Philly, but I think this guy, he's looking like a good shooter, and I think it's you know it's totally Memphis is going to ride the hot hand of these young guys and let anybody do basically whatever they want. So he is my value play at 3,500. I love that. Uh, much better. His home and away, uh, and away splits, uh, 16 fantasy points per game on the road. They're obviously in Philly tomorrow night. Or, sorry, tonight, Wednesday night. Dusty, who do you have on the high side of this point guard position? I didn't go too high this time. And if you've listened to the podcast, I am always scared to spend super, super high. And this, this is more of the same. I went with D'Angelo Russell of the Brooklyn Nets. 6,900. He's got the Charlotte... Hornets coming to town uh, in what I think will be an interesting matchup. He played them about five or six games ago, and he played just terribly. But since then, the guy has been lighting it up. He has been putting up Brady consistently 30 with, and he showed a ceiling of about 48 the other day. Uh, So I look for him to keep in the back of his mind that he played poorly against Charlotte, and as a competitor that I think D'Angelo Russell is, I think he comes out, has a big game in this one, gets his shots up. Again, two teams not playing for much. He also kind of seems like a stats guy to me, so I look for D'Angelo Russell to hit at least 35 to 40, if not more, in that game. All right. I love to hear D'Angelo Russell, a name that a lot of our fans are familiar with, being one of the bigger names in the point guard position as far as fantasy is concerned. Uh, any other names at point guard you want to talk about before we move on to the shooting guard position? No, it's going to be limited names from me just because I don't want to hear myself talk too much. So we won't <laughs> won't do too much. We'll go on to the shooting guard position, I think. All right. The only thing I will say is I do also like D'Angelo Russell because the early line in that game between the Hornets and the Nets, 222 points. Um, I can't imagine that wouldn't be the highest on the slate. Um, and they're only underdogs by a single point. So bookmakers expecting that one to stay very close, mm-hmm. seeing D'Angelo Russell on the f- on the floor quite a bit. Talk about shooting guards, Dust. Okay, we'll start at the high end of shooting guard. Again, I'm going back to the well with the Memphis Grizzlies. Just a wealth of value. But the one guy on the Memphis Grizzlies who's actually expected to be a good NBA player has been going off. And that's Tyreek Evans. He's 7,600. And the guy has just been very consistent. His last four games, he's only gone under 40 once. And that game, he had 39.7. So that's really, I'm counting that as 40. So this guy, as of late, finding his rhythm, finding his way back on this team. He's playing over 30 minutes a game by far. He's getting around 15 shots a game. I look for him to crank out another 40 for us in this lineup. 
7,600 for 40 points. I will take that, and hopefully he goes above and beyond that as well. Hey, I hear you there, brother. I'm I'm excited. I think that's a good stack potential, of course, with that low-value guard that you threw in earlier at the point guard position. Could always be fun to dominate a front court there. What else you got for us? Uh, Ed, there's, is there anything else at shooting guard that you want to mention? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit lower salary guy that I'm interested in is Denzel Valentine of the Chicago Bulls. Chicago is really hurting with injuries right now. Possibly no Zach Levine. If he's out, then I'm all over Denzel. And most likely no Laurie Markkinen. Those guys out, they really carry a lot of the scoring load for this team. So it's going to fall to a guy like a Denzel Valentine. Going up against a Denver Nuggets squad that has apparently no interest in playing defense or winning important games. So I'm, I'm done with the Denver Nuggets. But we, Ben knows my frustrations with them. But Denzel Valentine, he's got that low floor that I think is going to scare some people off considering he went for 16 last game. But he's got a crazy high ceiling two games ago going for 57. I look for him to go you know, somewhere much more in the middle there, but a favorable matchup against Denver. I look for him to carry the load offensively for the Chicago Bulls against the defensively atrocious Denver Nuggets. I think Denzel Valentine has some good value. Okay, okay, I like that. Dusty, this game, um, Denver favored by nine points in this one kind of for me someone who's obviously been a listener of the podcast um but of course i like to give our little subtle reminders to our fans that have been listening for some time and the ones that kind of latch onto our podcast because we're always encouraging new people to come on as far as dfs strategy is concerned and you've been doing the basketball one for quite some time now you see a game like this nine's obviously not a ton of points so it's it's it could stay close it come to, could come down to free throws but the question I'm getting at is, if you see a team that you are expecting to be blown out, do you have a strategy on both sides of the ball, the team that's blowing out the other side? Is there a t- is that the time to attack the bench? Do you stay with the starters? What's kind of a thought process for the fantasy millionaires as far as you and Ben are concerned with blowout games or projected blowout games? Yeah, well, you got to look at the team. First off, because there are very few teams in the NBA I trust to bring it every single night. If I'm looking at somebody like the Houston Rockets and they are going to blow somebody out, that's great. And then I'll basically stay away from the Houston Rockets. But I will target the team that they're going after. Because if they're going to blow somebody out, it's probably a team that's not in playoff contention anyway. They're running with their same guys regardless. So that has interest to me. But if it's a very excellent NBA team that I think is going to play three quarters of a game, I genuinely stay away. But there's very few teams I trust. You know how I am about games, game script. There's very few teams I trust to be super consistent to allow me to bet okay, that way. that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Well, I think we move on here. We got some of the gravy train passengers as far as point guards and shooting guards are concerned. This is the guy I've been excited to talk about, and this is the position or positions I've been excited to talk about is the forward positions, Dusty, on the court, and specifically the guy in LeBron James. And I know that you guys touched on him a little bit last week with the whole Ty Lue situation. I don't know if you have anything more to say about that in particular, but I just want to come out and say that I have been a LeBron... I've been a very mutual to, you know, also kind of hate LeBron, and I'm fully on the LeBron train now. 100% on the LeBron train, and I'll give you a couple of reasons why. The first one was the Ty, Roos, the Ty Lue situation. To be able to scream at your superior and to be able to continue <laughs> playing is phenomenal. And then Ty Lue taking a personal day or like a, I don't know what 
Sports Center dubbed it as like immediately after. It just kind of showed who Cleveland's daddy is, and it's LeBron James. And then a little bit easier for me to kind of uh, see happen was when LeBron was out in Portland this last week playing the the Red Hot Trailblazers. Some fan yelled at LeBron, "Yo, where's Kyrie at?" And I kid you not, LeBron yells back at the guy, "Your mama's house." Love yo mama jokes. They're man. not you old. You don't they're get not enough old. yo mama jokes. They're not out of style. I thought no. they'd go out of style after elementary school, and they're not. No, I would love for this to be the spark that reignites society saying, yo mama disses. Oh, so bad. So bad. I would, it was phenomenal. It fired me up. And then the last thing is, this is something that you might want to debate, but I'm, I'm a wine guy. And LeBron has kind of started this whole wine wow. trend in the NBA. And I know that's wow. not going to be liked on this podcast, but I drank two bottles of wine this weekend while watching three <laughs> different screens of NCAA basketball. And I'll tell you what, what an elegant weekend for me. This is exactly what I'm talking about. If beer doesn't get its act together, it's going to, I mean, you're such a classic beer guy, like head to toe. If you just, if you look at you on paper be like, oh, oh, that's a beer guy. And that's what I'm worried about. And that's what Ben's equally as worried about. Him and I text all week about how we got to get beer back on top. And I'm a little disheartened to hear that you are, you fall into the wine side. Yeah. I was, I, like you said, the last person that I would expect to follow the wine side and then, you know, drinking that much wine in a weekend. Like, I miss shotgun and beers. I just got to have the right people to do it with. And I think as as I've left college, it's been a lot harder to do that. Well, that was another one of my points on the podcast is I think shotgunning is too overplayed. Beer needs a new thing. Yes. We need to drink beer in a cool new way to impress our friends at a party. Yeah. I think, you know, something I never did at college, which kind of makes me seem like just some lame nerd, which I probably am, is I would have loved to have gotten to a, like a three-story house and done a massive beer funnel um, all the way down and then oh, just yeah. chugged from that and had somebody pour like two, you know, two, three beers in there and just chug it. Um, see, see, the beer guy's in you. It's he's still in there somewhere. But, oh, he's uh, no. I will never let him go. But I'm just. I'm. Wow. I am concerned. I wanted to bring that up because I am concerned. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. You, me, and Ben will do a podcast later, and whenever it may be, and we will discuss this whole wine beer issue because Ben and I are firmly the campaign managers for making beer great again, if you hmm. will. So yeah, sure. Interesting take there. Okay. But LeBron James, my guy. Um, needed to talk about that. Dusty, I know that LeBron James is not playing tomorrow because I believe he's playing tonight. Um, no, he, he is. He's on the slate for tomorrow as well. He's got a little back-to-back action. So what do you, where do you see LeBron fitting in or not fitting in? Who do you like at the small forward position? Okay, so we'll, I got a couple of things on that. I'm actually off of LeBron – because of his salary, eleven thousand seven hundred is crazy. I thought crazy you were going to say because high. of the wine. <laughs> N- partially, <laughs> partially because I can't let you win this this podcast. But anyway, I'm off LeBron because he's going against a very very good defensive team in Toronto. Uh, I am interested in some other Cavaliers, but I just think it's too much heavy lifting for LeBron. I love the way Toronto defends as a team. I think it could be a little Eastern Conference Finals preview unless Kyrie's knee shapes up. But um, 
Anyways, I'm off of LeBron, but I'm going to go down just one notch to a guy that I am interested in at 11,100, and that is my guy, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Love the Greek freak. He is exactly that. He is a freak. He has gone for plus 60 in his past three games. Man, just some of the stuff this guy does, and he's got a Clippers team that I think will not be able to defend him in what should be a pretty quick game. In terms of in terms of pace up and down the court, I like Giannis in this one. The guy has been playing like a man possessed for a Milwaukee Bucks team that really needs it from him night in and night out. And I think this young kid's finally starting to hone his skills and learn how to bring it every single night. Eleven thousand one hundred. I'm interested. Will he find his way into my lineup? I'm not sure, but I'm definitely interested. Yeah, I I paid a gross amount of money to get some good seats to watch him play when he did come to Oregon to play the Blazers and boy was I not disappointed in what he did I don't even think he had a fantastic game but he had a block at the end of the half against Damian Lillard that will probably be cemented into my my memory for a very long time as one of the most athletic things I've ever seen in person Giannis Antetokounmpo Dusty your high pick at the small forward position who's your value Value play is going to be Jeremy Lamb of the Charlotte Hornets. Jeremy's now $5,400, and that's up from what he typically is. But that is because there's no Nick Batum as sort of the secondary scorer for this Hornets team. It's looking like he's going to be out for this game. He was out last game, and Lamb got 30 minutes as a starter and put up 31 DraftKings points. Uh, He's got a nice favorable matchup against a Brooklyn team that does not defend very well. He's going to get the start again. I anticipate him to get 30 minutes. 5,400, I expect, honestly, a very, very similar performance right around six times value, which is exactly what I would like out of Jeremy Lamb. Okay. Yeah, I get a little opposite side of the ball in that Brooklyn-Charlotte game as well. Um, Dust, I love it. That's a good value play. Uh, I know you and Ben have been talking about him a little bit off the air. Who else do we like moving forward into the the power forward position for us here at Fantasy Millionaires for the Daily Fantasy Basketball Podcast? Yes, this next guy I'm very excited because I have always been a fan of his in the NBA and he is finally healthy while this podcast is going on. He has been hurt since it started and that is my guy Kevin Love. Kevin Love is the only hope the Cleveland Cavaliers have at making a serious run at a title. If this guy can show up and play night in and night out alongside LeBron James, I think Cleveland could get back to serious title contender, whatever that may mean. But in his first game back, played 25 minutes on a minutes restriction, put up 37 DraftKings points. I mean, all this guy has to do is knock down shots when LeBron passes him the ball and crash the boards 24-7. It's such an easy task, and I think he does it so well. Didn't show signs of rust. Got a big game against Toronto at home in Cleveland. I think Kevin Love shows up in a big way again. I look for him to hit at least 40. Dude, I'm just excited to see him at 6,400. Like, that is 1,000 or more less only 10 games ago, he was pushing the uh, 8,000 envelope as far as salary is concerned on DraftKings. Be down at 6,400 for Kevin Love, a player on Cleveland, who Cleveland has been very disappointing this year uh, most of the time. But Kevin Love and LeBron James are two of the the best players in the NBA. You have to you have to get exposure to that when he's at 6,400. Absolutely. Well, I the don't know if that's a, yeah. I don't know if that's your low price or your high price guy. 
because he's kind of right down in the middle. Yeah, he is. But he 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 is my high price guy. The guy cool. I'm going with on the low end is a guy that will be playing against Kevin Love in this game. That is a power forward for the Raptors, Pascal Siakam, my guy. He's oh. 3,700. Uh, and he is sort of my boom or bust play, if you will. We played him in our first podcast lineup, and it worked out in a big way. I think he put up about 30 for us, which I love. Huge value. And this guy, yeah, he is. And he's he's very consistently part of this Toronto Raptors success. He's going to get about 20 minutes a game, sometimes as high as 30. You know, can he go out there and get me 25 fantasy points and absolutely crush value for me? It's possible, and at 3,700, if I'm looking to pay up some other points in a lineup, I really like what this guy has to offer. I think he's going to match up well against this Cleveland team. I think he's going to find his three-point stroke along with Kevin Love. I like him. He's sort of my my punt play, if you will. Yeah. Back to the well. You and Ben are very good at going back to the well and calling your shot again with the same guy. A lot of people, you know, would, would be like, you know, no way he's going to hit that value again or somewhere near that value. And you've been, I, I must admit that you and Ben have done a really good job of going back and picking those guys when maybe, you know, a week later you might've forgot about him, but you come back with Siakam. Um, I want to say, I think Lopez, Ben tried maybe a little too hard with Lopez, but uh, you guys have done a good job so far this season, as far as figuring that out and 3,700, what a punt play. Pascal Siakam is for Toronto. Hopefully him and Love going back and forth uh, throughout that ball game. Is there anybody else at the forward positions before we move on to, I know your favorite position in center? Yeah. Nope, this is all. I got two more names for you at center, and I'm more intrigued than usual with the center Really? Because you're usually not yeah. at all intrigued by the center I know. position. I know, but I got I got some stuff in the works. I have one player I'm actually not even going to say until the lineup just to make the listeners really work for it. But I do have two names that I'll throw at you. The first guy that I'm interested in is Bobby Portis, another guy in the Chicago Bulls front court, 6,700. If Laurie Markkinen doesn't go, this guy's going to draw a ton of the minutes and a ton of the scoring responsibility. He's been about a 35-point machine over the last four games, which is a really good value for what he's priced at, and I know he can go higher against this Denver Nuggets team. That, again, not very good defensively in any regard. Bobby Portis has some interest to me. I wouldn't play him and Denzel, but if you want to choose one, then I think checking the injury reports tomorrow is important and then deciding which guy you maybe want to run with. Okay, okay, that makes sense. I like that, I like that, and we're keeping... The remainder of that lineup, meaning that final center position, on lock. I have somebody in mind that I would love, and I'll let you know if it's them when you finally yeah. announce it. But yeah, I think we need got... to move into our, I, I believe this is our final segment of the podcast. Wait, I got, I got one more name I'm going to throw Oh, you out. do? Just, you do have yeah, one more name. One more, and then I got a secret one. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll be quick. Last name that I'm looking tor- towards, Nikola Jokic. He's in this game. Denver Nuggets at Chicago Bulls. The Nuggets are in desperate need of a win. This is sort of my high-priced guy that I'm into, 9,600. I think he will go out and get a triple-double, as he tends to do lately against this beat-up Bulls team. Look for the Nuggets to go to him early and often in a game that they really need. Jokic is the last name that I will give for now. Yeah, I really, li- I really like what he's done, especially in Denver where it doesn't seem like he's had... Uh, the best out of guys like Harrison Barnes, or sorry, not Harrison Barnes, 
Um, just like hasn't had the best, you know, team around him that Denver has had in, in past years. Are they still hanging on to a playoff spot right now? No, they're they're they are imploding. They if are. You will. So they're yep. they're the tank is on. Yep, they're done. I'm sticking a fork in them. Okay, that might have been why I was thinking um, of that player I mentioned as being his teammate earlier on the Mavericks because that is a team that we know are tanking. Dusty, are we moving on to one of our segments that uh, I think we've never done before? Yeah, this is our Recurring Tuesday segment. Oh, yeah, yep. We have done it before. <laughs> For those of you on the Fantasy Millionaires bandwagon, on the gravy train with us, you've heard this podcast segment plenty of times, a couple of times on the Fantasy Football Daily Podcast, and as well as the basketball one, Dusty, Dusty and Ben have done a really good job of bringing it back every week. Every Tuesday night when this is released, every Wednesday, you get a chance to listen to Shape Up. And Dusty, I'm going to let you do the honors because I need to kind of get back into the groove as far as making sure mm-hmm. I have the right things as far as shape-ups are concerned. So get us going yeah. with your first shape-up of this week. Okay, my first one's obvious, and this one just absolutely had to be said. Uh, Shape-up, Ben. Can't have you miss... <laughs> Can't have you missing work, man. It makes us look unprofessional. Um, I know you love taking photos as a hobby, but at the end of the day, the podcast is what will pay the bills. Shape up. Come to work. Hey, Ben, shape up, you dingus. (laughs) All right. My first one. My first one is shape up rest of the NBA. And rest of the NBA is everybody not on the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Golden State Warriors. It's been three straight years that those teams have played in the finals. And it's been happening this year that their two coaches have not coached every single game. And I'm wondering if it's a little bit of a trend. You have Ty Lue not coaching this last week. Steve Kerr letting Andre Iguodala call some plays. Shape up rest of the NBA and do something as far as the championship's concerned. Yeah, somebody else make it, please. I like that. That need to be said. Okay, uh, my next one is shape up society. Uh, mm. This is, yeah, kind of, we'll narrow it down here a little bit, but yeah, really finally broad. today, society and everybody in society is realizing how much Facebook fucking sucks. Oh. It's, it's lost like $4 billion in value. Nine. Everyone's, nine. $9 billion in value. Everyone's mad at Zuckerberg. And honestly, society, it's about time. It's shape up society. We should have known Facebook sucked years ago. We don't do, Fantasy Millionaires doesn't do anything on Facebook because we knew, we knew this crash was coming. Yep. Society's a little behind. How long was MySpace a thing? Not very long. Nope. These Facebook's crashes done. come and go. Mm-hmm. It's science. Ebbs and flows of the market. It's science. We were on <laughs> top of it. Yes, we were. Yes, we were. Shape up Facebook. Uh, Dustin. No, society. For not oh, knowing. Oh, you're right. Sorry. I go brought it down. Go fuck yourself, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> go fuck yourself, Facebook. Shape <laughs> up society. I love it. Dust. My second one is kind of out of excitement. I know it's a little ways off, and I'm hoping that Star Wars and the Solo movie are going to you know, pl- uh, be happy with this little plug. But shape up people who haven't seen Star Wars. That's unacceptable in my mind. Um, <laughs> if you're one of those people, Dusty, you can keep that to yourself. I'm not. Don't worry. I know I'm you're not. not. I know you're not. We've talked about it plenty of times. But shape up people that haven't seen Star Wars and shape up people that think one Star Wars is significantly bad. The whole concept is great. Star Wars, you get to lose yourself in a whole other galaxy far, far away. Shape up Star Wars haters. 
Yeah, I actually kind of agree. Someone was like, oh, they're making too many Star Wars. Like, relax. Star Wars are dope. They're fighting in outer space. Is that With not laser swords. With laser swords. If nothing else, don't complain. You don't have to watch it. But don't, don't start complaining about it. That's a good yeah. one. Okay. What do you got? My, my last shape up is shape up spring. It is the first day of spring, uh, which you and I just found out. And yet when I open the news, I'm hearing about another big snowstorm coming. Oh. I was I was not aware that it could snow once the count – like yesterday that would have been fine because it was winter. I didn't even know it could snow in the spring. I thought springs was flowers and uh, raindrops. Wait, so th- is that a is it allowed to s- snow in the spring? I this was news to me as well, but I did my homework and yeah, there is it's just a calendar thing. The weather What? I thought it was supposed to adjust. Shape up spring. I didn't know you were allowed to snow. Kind of freaking me out. My mind's in a bottle. I didn't even shape up spring. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, my last one before we move into the official lineup presented by Ascat Sports and the Fantasy Millionaires. My la- my final shape up is Sports Center's top ten, and yeah, this is a little bit of a tasty take at the end of this podcast. But the top ten recently, I don't know if you get a chance to watch it, Dusty. Here's the first thing about the top ten: is it's at the end of every hour, so you're looking forward to it. When it gets really late and they start repeating Sports Center over and over again, even if you've already watched the show, you got to watch it again to watch the Sports Center. So if you started at 10:01, if you start watching ESPN at 10:01 and you got to watch that whole Sports Center to get to the top 10 and then they're mm-hmm. terrible, yeah. Just just you just feel like you just wasted your entire night, which essentially you did. And so I'm just watching some of the plays and I'm like that one can't, and I wonder what the fans think. I think they should start doing yeah. a poll, and they should really start doing some research about the top ten because I feel like I'm not the only one out here that's that's upset about their selection process. I I agree, and like I, one of the most frustrating things is when like you see number three so and number two, and you're like, oh my all, god, those you know, were I insane. I, I can't even imagine what number one is, and the number one's kind of a letdown. You're like, wow, bad taste in my mouth at the end of the sports center. I think it was a pretty significant thing that um, another. Did you know that another female dunked in the college basketball tournament, and that was kind of a big deal. Nothing on Sports Center, and then also the number one seed losing to the number sixteen seed is. I know it's not a play, but it's not on there. Like those are just a couple. Yeah. Those are a couple things that I go. That's I not what it used to be. A, who's the behind the scenes with the Sports Center top ten? That's recency bias. Not how it used to be. It used to be best play. Odell Beckham making a catch. I don't care what some somebody else is doing. That's the best play. Sorry to rant a little bit there. Dusty, the most no, important That's what this is part, for. The most important part of the daily fantasy basketball podcast created by Fantasy Millionaires through Ascat Sports is our lineup. We encourage everybody to play this lineup. We encourage everybody to, to tinker it and use the plays that we have said throughout this short 45 minute span dusty i'm gonna let you take over here for a little bit this is your baby you and ben put this together and you guys are letting it ride yeah i actually put this one together by myself and i i told ben that if it hits jamie and i are sharing the money so you're in on this baby so here we go this is my lineup and you've heard most of these names because again it's just me who's making the calls today usually it's a team effort Point guard, 6,900, D'Angelo Russell. Mm. 
Shooting guard, 7,600, Tyreek Evans. Small forward, 5,400, Jeremy Lamb. Power forward, 6,400, my guy who I'm so happy to have back, Kevin Love. My high-priced guy of the night at center, 9,600, Nikola Jokic. Looking for a triple-double out of him. And that's followed by a couple of punt plays. First one, 3,500. The guard from the Memphis Grizzlies, Wayne Selden Jr. And the other punt play at the forward position, 3,700. Pascal Siakam, my guy. And then at utility, the only name I haven't said, just to make you listen the whole podcast because I know you're waiting for this, utility, 6,800. The center for the Indiana Pacers. I'm looking for a big game out of this guy, Miles Turner. Miles Turner to wrap it up. That's that final name, Dusty, that you were alluding, and he has been having a solid year. Indiana always seemed to be flying under the radar as far as basketball is concerned with the Pacers. Damn. Well, that went maybe a little faster than I would have liked. Uh, enjoyed enjoyed my time on with you, Dusty, and filling in for Ben, um, although he can never be replaced. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for hopping on. I, I missed this, and I cannot wait to get back to football season where all three of us get back to making money. We all know that the baseball one that will be coming out soon here for Fantasy Millionaires, as well as this basketball one that you guys have done such a good job with over the past couple months, we all know it's kind of just something for us to do in our in our spare time where we're waiting, watching. I, I put a little check mark on my calendar each day as we get closer and closer to kind of the, the green zone is what I call it all, which is all where football comes through. Um, so, yeah, very excited for that. Um, those are the glory days, and we'll be back to them sooner rather than later. But play Dusty's lineup. Play the lineup presented by Fantasy Millionaires at Ascat Sports. Follow us on, on Twitter at MillionairesDFS and at Fantasy Millionaires on Instagram. We'll have our posts up there. Thanks for listening to the podcast. For Dusty, for Ben, for the Fantasy Millionaires, it was a pleasure, but we're signing off.